Hey everybody, this is Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and this is part of our veteran stories, Difference Makers, and we've got Sid Owsley with us. Hi, Sid. Hey, Craig. Great to be here, man. Great to, great to talk to you again. Great to be in contact with you again. I think it was probably seven years ago that we were in contact, or eight years ago, around business and marketing and things like that. Yeah, yeah, about that long. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Hello. Great to great to see you again. I'd love for you to. Just share your story of what motivated you to get into the military in the first place. Well, um, I had I come you know basically from a military family. You know, father was in the Air Force. Uh, had uh, you know several uncles, especially at that time, were uh, in the Marines, and uh, you know that's you know that looked like the career path for me. I actually uh, had originally been influenced by my father to go into the Air Force. And I set up a an appointment with the Air Force recruiter. And I was sitting there waiting for him and he never showed up. Wow. And the Marine Corps recruiter was there. And like I said, I had, I think I had at least two or three uncles in the Marines, at least two uncles in the Marines at the time. You know, when wow. I, was, uh, I was 16, 17 years old. And uh, a friend of mine, had graduated the year before me and he went into the army. So I said, if he can go into the army and make it through boot camp, I could make it through Marine Corps boot camp. You know, and uh so you know, like I said, the, the Marine Corps recruiter was there, the Air Force recruiter didn't show up. So I talked to him. And uh next thing I know I had signed up for the Marines, came home, told my mother, and uh you know, I never told her that uh well she didn't find out till after I got out of the Marine. You know, I'm an only child, and uh, they have the thing where you sign uh, as an only child. You can sign something saying that you can't, that you won't go to frontline combat, because during World War II, I believe there were uh, six brothers who were in the Navy. If I remember the story right, somebody. If I'm saying any, if I'm saying the story wrong, someone else, please, uh, you know, let me know. But I believe there were six brothers in the U.S. Navy, and all of them were killed. You know, and so uh, somewhere, sometime after that, there was something that came out that someone who is an only child could sign not to uh, go to frontline combat, and and I never signed that. <laughs> when I told my mother this, oh, wow. I, when I told my mother that years later after I got the Marine Corps, she, I think she's still mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would be. <laughs> okay, so you joined the Marine Corps, and um, tell us about your experiences, and then. What happened to to force you out? Uh, yeah, I, I had I had a good time in the Marine Corps. Um, I was a combat engineer. That was my MOS thirteen seventy one. You know, fortunately, you know, growing up, I I stayed in pretty decent shape. I had been involved in martial arts when I was younger, and mm -hmm. just you know, just like doing running around and doing physical things. So you know, by the time I went into boot camp, I, I was already in pretty decent physical shape. So I didn't I didn't really have a problem. Uh, with the physicality or even the discipline part because I had been involved in martial arts. So the self-discipline part was, you know, already ingrained in me. And so, uh, you know, boot camp was just a, uh, like a group workout for me and with a lot of yelling. And so, you know, like I said, I, I, that didn't bother me because, you know, I had been in martial arts and I had been around my, my, my closest uncle that, that I had been close to, uh, you know, he was in the Marines, uh, 
at that time. I think he was probably a sergeant when I went in. And so, you know, I used to hear him yell and all this stuff. So that none of that bothered me. Um, but yeah, Marine Corps, it, it was great. And I, I was mostly in Camp Lejeune. Matter of fact, I was only at Camp Lejeune. And uh, I wind up hurting my back. And so I, I actually had to get out of Marine Corps. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's how things ended for me. It was just a little over two years that I was in. But, uh, you know, those memories last a lifetime. Yeah. And um, was it was it part of a training exercise where you hurt your back? No, well, I, I worked in a uh, in a warehouse, so we were always picking up a lot of heavy things. Mm. Uh, I remember a group of uh, reservists had came and they worked, you know, with us uh, full time enlisted guys. And I remember one of the guys saying, "No wonder everybody in here is so jacked up and so muscly because you guys are picking things up and doing this stuff all the time." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I worked out still, but yeah, you were always picking up." Uh, we used to make these boxes, these big wooden boxes, embarkation boxes for Navy ships. So equipment went in these boxes. And so, you know, uh, we were always uh, loading and picking up things and, and, and handing a lot of uh, heavy objects. And so, uh, you know, that's what happened and uh, got out. And, uh, for a little while, I felt a little lost when I got out. I wasn't sure what to do. And uh, I remember I saw a TV commercial for an electronics school for, you know, learning computer programming, things like that. And these, it was two schools and they'd actually been around for years, you know, before I, uh, cause I remember seeing the commercials as a child. So I decided to go to one of these schools to learn computer programming, stuff like that. Uh, and six months after I joined the school, it went out of business. It'd been there wow. for years. Six months after I joined, it went out of business. And, and you know, I was really tired of being broke. I was getting my GI Bill, but otherwise I was going to school and, you know, uh, didn't have a lot of money. And fortunately, while I was at the school, I met this guy. Uh, I think, like I said, I was around 21. This guy was only 25 years old. He had been a DC police officer and he, he, re, he had to go on retirement medically because he had been involved in a shooting where he had, he was shot in the chest. He had his vest on, but oh, the, it made an impact in his chest to where, uh, uh, you know, physically he just he couldn't do the job anymore. And so he was still looking to get back into law enforcement. So he was thinking about the sheriff's department. And so uh, he told me that uh, it was the Arlington County Sheriff's Department was hiring. So when this school closed, I applied with them. And it was about a year later, I actually got on. So I, I, I was a deputy sheriff in Arlington, Virginia for 11 years. Wow. Wow. 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. Yep. That's a long time to be in law enforcement. Yeah. 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 So it must have been um must have been a a shock to the system when you had to leave the army 2 years into what would normally be like at, at least 4 years I guess serving in the military and you had your mind set on it 
you know, your yeah. family, it's a military family, and then it changed and you felt a little bit lost. I'm just wondering if there are skills and abilities or attitudes that you picked up in your time with the military which have helped you go forward with the things that you're doing now. Oh, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, just the the uh, attitude of keep, you know, of going no matter how difficult things get, you know, you learn that in particular in boot camp and in the, in the teamwork aspect, you mm. know, uh, you know, when you, when you go through basic training, you go through boot camp, the emphasis on, on teamwork is, 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 is a lot, you know? And so, uh, you know, just understanding how to work with other people, how to get things done and learning how to, focus on the mission instead of mm. the, you know, the things that you have to do in order to accomplish the mission, not getting caught up on that and focusing on accomplishing the mission, not, you know, not focusing on the methods, but mm. the, the actual objective. And so that's a lot of what I talk about when I, uh, when I speak to people, you know, uh, don't get caught up on the how, focus on the what. Because mm. how you how you accomplish something is going to change, you know. They're, they're, as you go along the way of accomplishing a goal, you're going to start out on one path, and you may find out that, you know, uh, the path you're on to achieving your goal, you may have to change it, it or it may it may that path may get you to a certain point, and you have mm. to change something, or something happens where there's a delay or whatever, you know. You just have to be prepared to uh, pivot and move, and and at that that I, I thought about that particular saying pivot and move because on the drill field there was a uh, there was a move we would do when we were marching where you would you know you would be marching straight and then you pivot and then you you move in a new direction, and so that's what you have to be prepared to do in life. You had to be prepared to pivot and move because mm. things things change. That's great. And right now, though, you have your own coaching and development business. And we've got the website just below us right now on the screen. Tell us about what you're doing. Well, uh, I've been doing some, mostly some speaking and writing. Uh, still working on this book. You know, I I started working on a book and uh, had some some life delays, some actually some ple pleasant delays. I'm making a transition. I've made a transition of career and location. And so uh, things are a little bit delayed, but that actually adds to my story. So, you know, hmm. it's, a, it's a good delay uh, and I'm happy. And, uh, you know, with the coaching, I haven't been doing as much as that lately, but as I get settled into what I'm doing, I'm actually uh, beginning to pick that up a little bit more. Uh, you know, I'm actually collaborating on a book with some other authors now. And so, you know, I'm getting back into in, into my routine as I get settled. Hmm. Are you able to tell us some of the transition and change? Uh, I've transitioned from my uh, my background in law enforcement and security into uh career in, in insurance, insurance adjusting, and uh, 
that has been great. Uh, you know, I enjoy helping people out when they're 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 in situations you know where they've lost possessions. Mm. You know, may have lost a house, a car, even family members, and mm. you know, part of my job is to help them get back to some semblance of normalcy in their life. You know, mm. by helping them. Uh, get compensated for their for their possessions and things like that and so you know that is that's been a good career change and also i'm making a, a, a change in location uh spending some time in brazil uh and in you know and in the states and so that uh that's part of the transition and it's going well and like i said i'm happy and uh, as I get more and more settled, I'm uh, picking back up on the the uh, being author and doing some speaking that'll come. And so, you know, things are moving along great. I love your tagline with the determination determines destination. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what I live by, you know. Uh, for me and, and from what I've seen for a lot of people, you know, I talk a lot about a lot of people start out with a lot of motivation when they talk about starting some new project or a goal. And, you know, the, the motivation, it usually happens when you go to a seminar or you, you know, may read a book that you like and you're all excited about this thing. And, you know, two weeks in, especially if you go to one of those, those seminars or something like that. They're great to get you started. You know, you're there with a group of people, yeah. you're there for the weekend and everybody's rah-rah. And then when you have to go back home on your own and you're paying the bills and you gotta go to work <laughs> and deal with the family, you know, the rah-rah part, you know, it starts to wane. And so, you know, the motivation goes, but if you really wanna accomplish this goal, you have to be determined. You have to find a way to get this done. And so being determined determines your destination in life. And uh, that, that's what I talk a lot about. You know, uh, it's not anything hard. You just have to realize that uh, you're going to have challenges. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have delays. That's part of the process. That's, you know, we keep trying to get around that figure out a way for it not to happen and i try to get people to understand just accept it that's 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 the way it is <laughs> and it's there to help you learn yeah for those people who may have had some unexpected delays or turns in their journey such as you becoming injured and then having to leave the service or other people losing a career because an economy goes bad or a relationship gets broken that they thought was for life but then it's it's ended. What are some tips or encouragements or ideas that you might give those people to to deal with that unexpected change in their in their journey? Well, the the biggest thing I, I try to focus on when when these things happen to me and, and share share this with other people is when these things happen. You know, look at what lessons you can learn from them from these incidents and look at what 
this gives you an opportunity to do, to pursue, you know, uh, you know, when I remember I, uh, I had gotten injured exercising, you know, and it was my leg. And so I couldn't, I couldn't really do any squats at the time. So that actually gave me the opportunity to go back and look at my form. It gave me opportunity mm -hmm. to, to work on my flexibility. And, and I actually wound up being in much better shape once I healed from that industry, industry injury and adjusted some things. Mm. And so, you know, you just always have to look at, you know, the silver lining or, or, you know, what this gives you the opportunity to focus on, you know, you, if you, if you, if you're laid up in bed and you can't do, and you can't be active like you usually are, that gives you the opportunity to catch up on some reading, some writing. It gives you a chance to really think about your life. The uh, COVID, COVID situation, you know, people were locked down. That was an opportunity for a lot of people to really sit down and think about their life and mm. what they want in life and to reevaluate things. That really, you know, uh, uh, as tragic as, as the, the situation is, you know, it was, uh, that also was an opportunity for a lot of people to, to slow down and really think about their life and, and, and reevaluate things. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Looking for those opportunities that otherwise oh, you might not see or yeah. might not have presented themselves or might not have been available if this change hadn't happened. Was it Earl Nightingale said um, about the seeds of greatness? Or no, seeds of success that are hidden in failure. Hidden failure, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. So for those people who maybe didn't have a change in journey, but maybe they failed being knocked down, They've tried a business and it didn't work or they've tried a second business and it still didn't work or, you know, had a number of relationships that are broken down or whatever it is, you know, tried to gain an academic qualification mm -hmm. and uh, just couldn't get past the last few exams. For those people who feel like they might be consistently failing, what sort of advice or tips or strategies would you would you share with them? Well, you know, the biggest thing is, is, is to change your perspective on what has happened. The, the, the failures are, or perceived failures, those are learning experiences. Those are chances for you. You've done something. What did you learn from it? Mm. And how can, you know, how do you proceed? Do you still proceed with this particular thing, this particular thing you were pursuing and failed at? Or... Did you learn that, okay, maybe I'm not so good at this. Maybe I need to twist to something else. You know, always look for opportunity to learn from, from what has happened. And so, you know, uh, the business that, that, that didn't go well, well, did you, did you really know enough about the business, you know, uh, to, to say that it that it didn't work, maybe there was some knowledge that you didn't have at the time that you could uh, follow up on and do it again better, do it again differently. Mm. You know what 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 could you what do you learn from this situation 
of starting that business that could help you start that business or another business. Because a lot of time, you know, you start one business and that doesn't work out, but something else sparks from that business venture. Say, well, now maybe I should try, you know, a different angle on this or, you know, uh, a different approach. So you, you just always look for the opportunity to learn. Don't think about failing that, you know, you're not good enough. You're learning. You're always learning. You know, failure is just, you're, you're, you're learning. You're always, you're experimenting and you have to, you know, take your notes written on mental, I, you know, do both, you know, just keep in your mind what you've done, you know, how this experiment worked out or you know, write down, you know, how this experiment worked out, you know, the, the, the good parts, the, the, the parts that didn't work out and tweak things from there, you know, um, mm. the emotions of, of, of failing, uh, that's what gets people, you know, yeah, something doesn't work out and I, you know, you lose some money, you know, uh, if you, if you, if you started any businesses, you know, you, some, you put some money in and it didn't work out and, you know, Hey, you just gotta say the money's gone. I, I'll get it back. You know, that's, that's the way it is. You, you have to accept the process. Right. Yeah. That's good. So, so just to wrap up, have you, uh, settled on a name for the book that you're writing? Uh, it's, it will more likely be something sit around determination, determines destination. You know, okay. uh, probably the three Ds to success, determination, determines destination. That's what I'm thinking about. And, the three Ds. Uh, yeah. Three Ds to success. That's cool. That's the formula. Hey, well, Sid, thank you for your service and thank you for being with us and sharing this part of your journey. Really appreciate your time. Hey, I, I appreciate you contacting me and having me on, Craig. Good, good seeing and talking to you again. It's been great seeing you again as well. And for those of you watching the recording, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube or Twitter or Twitch or Pinterest or wherever you manage to find the recording, we've got Sid's uh, website address directly underneath. We look forward to seeing Sid's book being released so we can all grab a copy of it. And so thanks very much for being with us on Veterans Stories, Difference Makers. We look forward to seeing you again.